up, my millennial veterans? We are back today with another podcast featuring myself being Andy Jane, and we have just Carmen. <laughs> and we also have a special guest. Go ahead and shout him out. It's my best <laughs> battle buddy from uh, tech school at Fort Gordon. Shout out Fort Gordon. Sherry Lee in the building. Hey guys. <laughs> hey. You tell the people your Instagram handle, your Snapchat, your Twitter, whatever you got. Okay, okay. So Instagram is Queen J Lee. Snapchat is OG Bino. <laughs> Facebook is just Jerry Lee. Okay. So today our episode, we're gonna talk about I guess it's like an old school nineties vibe, you know, since they bringing it back like a TLC what about your friends type bo- type podcast today. Okay. <laughs> um, so we're just gonna talk about, you know, military relationships on the friendship side. We're not even gonna talk the non friendship side because that's just gonna take up too many podcast episodes right now. <laughs> but <laughs> we're gonna talk about friendships and they can be right. Male, female, you know, female. But today we were able to get one of our mutual battle buddy friends on a podcast, which is really dope. But the fact that we're able to do this podcast and kind of share our journey together and then when we separate it is really special to us. And hopefully special to you because you can kind of dig back into your old battles or your old brothers and sisters in arms, depending on what branch of service you're in. You might not call them battles. But that's what we do, and we army, and it's our podcast, so they're battle, <laughs> right? <laughs> Boa. So battle pose. Hey, battle. do you remember that? Um, remember the Halle Berry song, and you ended up making a battle buddy. Battle buddy, battle buddy. Battle buddy. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot so that. many songs. So we had so many, so many. Songs. Yes, but they had to get Andy all the time so she can her and the uh Key. Halle Berry Day. Key. Yes. Key. Yeah. Key. Yeah. From D Town. Uh, Crooked Beret. Yes. <laughs> Crooked Beret, yes. Oh my gosh. Take us back to the beret days. Well you had to shave them drinks with uh big razors, like don't play. I wasn't spending no money on a good razor for that beret. Wasn't happening. What? <laughs> That's crazy. I think today we're just going to basically talk about these kind of friendships as far as like how we met, how we made our connections, and then later on in life, how we use those connections in our day-to-day basis or with our family and friends. So I'm super excited that Jerry could be here because she was one of my first real battle buddies, like held it down. We did it, went through so much together. So thank you for being here. (laughs) No problem. Thanks for having me. All right. I appreciate like this reunion. It's awesome. It's about to be dope. So Carmen, I, I hear that you got some questions or something going on over there. Yeah, 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 of course. You know, I always got to interview everybody. (laughs) Jerry, uh, get ready. Yeah, ready. ready. Um, But no, it's more so, you know, I just want to kind of put out there that when you join a branch of service, Um, that there is a sense of brotherhood and sisterhood that does take place um, once you make those connections and you start to live your military career. Not that you forget about your old friends, but... Sometimes they're you just put in situations where your old friends might not understand. I hate to call them old friends, but your non-military friends, they don't understand because they're not where you are. But Jerry, can you tell us about, you know, how when you first joined the military, how your friendships differed from your non-civilian friends to your civilian friends? What did that look like for you? Okay, so first off, the whole mindset of the individual being civilian 
was totally different <laughs> from the person who was in that situation with me because things that we would totally trip about in the military, they would be like, what? <laughs> like, what do you like? You know what I mean? So it was just right. situational. You know what I'm saying? Like they get you free world, but it's almost like in the military, they get you on a whole nother mental level. Like your, your mental capacity totally changes. It's like, you in a whole nother dimension. It's, I hate to, I hate to relate it to this situation, but like incarcerated people and people that's not in jail, like we don't get them and they don't get us. So it's just, it's good to have people on both ends though. Cause you can kind of center yourself almost. Oh, I like if that. If that makes sense. Yeah. I like mm -hmm. that. That's a really good point that you bring up like people who are incarcerated because I always tell people, and if you think about it, just stop and think <laughs> to about it. To be real, for, for real, for real. Like, let's exactly. be honest. <laughs> the military is jail, except they pay us a lot more. Oh my God. <laughs> I tell people that all the time, guys. I was just like, we're both government property. We both get told when to go to child. We both, like everything is clean everything is uniform yeah you know it's nothing different we got paid to do this and you guys go for free that's it right exactly <laughs> exactly and actually we pay for you to be there basically right too, exactly so. we, cho we chose to be here and some of y'all chose to be here after you took the first option so <laughs> so this kind of for uh Andy, you know Jerry and i and i have already transitioned out of the military how does it feel having like is there a difference between your veteran friends and your <laughs> active duty friends and your civilian friends like i want to know do you i got I, be, I got you boom right here right here. i got already go know where it's going i got you boom <laughs> so my military friends i was forced to be friends with y'all and them <laughs> 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 I owed you to no fire. Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just with y'all. No, I got chose. <laughs> this is kind of this is this is true. This is true because you were definitely on swing shift, and Jerry Lee was definitely my roommate that I couldn't get up off me. So it was a chose. It was a love. It was definitely a strong connection there. So with my active duty friends, I would say because y'all are now out, like you said. Well, my active duty friends now that I've been like kind of popping the orders and meeting different soldiers and different of all different components, Marines, Air Force, my active duty friends alone, I would have to say that that they have a different mindset. They have a more like like Jerry was saying, I can totally agree with that because their mindset is just most of the time it's just have fun for the moment or build a family. It's all one dimensional. Either they're family oriented or they're that single soldier playing the field or that they're that career driven soldier. It's very rare that you find it all of that encompassing in one soldier. Like they might be a party animal and a career soldier at the same time, but it's never a full well-rounded soldier that you can just find as far as what I'm, what I've been saying. So for the majority, they're not as well-rounded as I would say my civilian friends, my civilian friends, can party, go home, take care of their kids, can be successful at marriages and, and, and throwing weddings. Boom, boom, right there. You know what I mean? I mean, just having a full encompassed life and lifestyle and like Jerry, just a, achieving goals outside of um, your career. You know what I'm saying? Opening up doors with uh, different businesses and, and business ventures. When you're in the army, you, you really are one dimensional. 
when it comes to other things outside of the army. Yeah, in that realm, my friends are definitely different. And then as far as like helping that support that you get, I get so much more support from my civilian friends than I do my military friends. Support, support, you know? But I I gain more loyalty and who have my back through my military friends. So it's like a, whoo, I got pros and cons for them all. So what about us who fall in the middle? Like we fall in the middle. It's so like y'all are well-rounded. And that's why I love having that. That's what it was like what Jerry was saying. That's why I love having like we get, friends. We um, get both. We yeah, get the fact get that both. you're busy. Mm-hmm. We get the fact that you're going to be gone. We get the fact that, you know, you're not always in arm's reach as as well as we get the fact that, dang, we really miss our friend. Dang, she get to do this. Or dang, she mm-hmm. where she at? Like, I feel it all because I'm just like, golly. I look at y'all. I look at you and I'm like, damn, she done been every damn well. But then I look at the other half like, she. I had to go. I had to go. I had to bounce. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's just like, I get it, though. But I could still live that life through my friends. Exactly. I'm happy for her. Just like I'm sure she's happy that I got out because she knew in my heart, she knew in her heart that's what I really wanted was Man. to go home and get out. That was so such a heartbreak. Happy. Oh my goodness. Yes. Can we go to that story? <laughs> Wait, but see, that's the thing. We that's get the thing story. that I hate the most is because other people ruined it for me, but I genuinely met people and I know me mentally and emotionally. That was going to eventually take a toll on me because I'm a person, I'm not a people's person, but when I get that person, that's my person. And the fact that I had to, I literally sat in AIT and watched like eight or maybe like five or six classes come through in AIT, it was like 23 weeks. So I literally was meeting people and they were getting snatched from me. And I'm like, oh, no, I got to go. Like, y'all gonna send me to the 18th floor. What is going on? Like, no, I couldn't take it. I could not. It was no way that I would have been able to watch y'all class leave me. It's no way. Right. So I'm actually happy that I left before you guys. Yeah. But I was also sad that I had to leave you guys. Right. Yeah. No, and I just... No. I have to interject because while you have been through that so many times, it also taught me something because when you left, my heart got shattered into a million pieces. I remember her, like I'm walking her out to the taxi crying and she, oh yeah. And then I walked back in and Saren Lopez was on the, uh, the staff duty that night. He was like, dang, you okay? And I was like, she gone. <laughs> I was crying like you're going to die. And just imagine, I was sad because the very remember i couldn't even i couldn't even tell carmen i couldn't tell misha i couldn't Mm. tell nobody by because y'all was in class right y'all was swing ship so it was like it was a bunch of people i had to say bye to and couldn't say bye and then i'm just like dang i missed it i considered re-enlisting and everything because i'm just like i came home for the wrong reasons right but mentally i knew i wasn't prepared because to start my journey like nobody ever knew like to start my journey i never was supposed to be an active duty soldier like i my whole time with the recruiter and everything i was talking to a reserves recruiter it wasn't until maybe two days before i got sworn in that i realized i have i had active duty papers wow. not only that i had a twin and we were 
we signed up to do a buddy pass, it wasn't until the day we swore in that we realized she was going to Fort Linwood and I was going to Fort Jackson. Wow. Right. So my whole career was just like, I'm just going to do it. I'm already in. I got to do it. Let me just do it. Let me just do it. And then when I get to a point where I just couldn't take no more and I'm not going nowhere. So I'm just like, look, hey, y'all know I goes missing, missing formation. <laughs> so and that's was, how I came the dirt bag. It's oh all come, our story is all coming together, you guys. If you yeah, it is. <laughs> so to kind of bring it back. Would you say that the friendships, you know, understanding that sometimes you can be friends with people and let's say, like in your case, you had to leave um, because you were transitioning. Would you say that helped you with your friendships moving forward with some with your future friendships? It was it was actually hard because I had already went through something that I would consider traumatic or something life-changing which is why they have to do that whole transitioning process because you aren't the same once you once you go through the army and do stuff that you never thought you were going to do and then you meet people on that journey that struggled the same way you struggled that's a whole different type of connection so when i came home people was on some whole wild stuff like we did our own things but we knew how to stay alert we knew not to be in a gavel fuck we knew how to maneuver we knew you know but people once you come civilian side it's like everybody's sloppy like what is going on like none of it, literally none of it made sense for a long time because i feel like y'all don't get me right y'all don't know and i did you fight a war what's going on no i didn't even have to go through none of that but if you're not mentally prepared to know what i had to do like that stuff was hard like it was hard and so no and then i've been away from them for so long it, it just wasn't the same because they didn't get it and i'm not gonna force you to get it because i know people that really get it right right but just to touch back on when andy was talking about support and i know sometimes we all go through things in our personal lives and if you want to talk about it you can but do you feel like you get more support when you need it from your military friends or your civilian friends or who's first to come to your to come to your what comes to your aid whether it's emotional support or just hey girl hang in there who who's normally your first population the last person i opened up to which would have been my military group because they know you know what i mean they were there like even even though I wasn't a civilian, I still had a civilian life on the outside of my military life. So they, that military person got the part of me that I was crying about for civilian purpose or whining about civilian-wise on top of what I'm whining about here. So they got the just of the stress. You know what I mean? So for them to be able to connect because they was once upon a time civilian themselves, to connect on that level and to also connect on the level of military, it was just easier to talk to person that talk to the person that gets both sides of it. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because it's hard to talk to somebody that just only see what they see. Right. I find it easier sometimes, and it's sad to say, I can I can talk to incarcerated people and get them. Mm -hmm. Whereas mm -hmm. if they was to call somebody like that, ain't never belonged or was never institutionalized on different 
on different spectrums. Right, right. Wouldn't nobody get them. You know, they'd be like, you tripping, dog. Oh, I could have did that. No, you couldn't have. Like, bro, you couldn't have. Let's be real. But somebody who lived both lives, they get it. So mm-hmm. it's easier. You know, they can sympathize both ways. So whether I want to cry about this, they get it. Because they didn't cry about this. Or whether I want to say, Sergeant so-and-so getting on my nerves, they get it. Because, you know, they deal with it, too. So it's right. easier to talk to the person that's on the, that's equally yoked. They're on the same frequency. So for myself, I had my friends prior to military. Um, I, I, Sorry. What mm-hmm. ages did y'all both join? I was like 22. Ooh, and see, 19, 19, 20? Oh, okay, 19, okay, cool. 20? Yeah, see, I was an old head by the time I was, yeah. Right. I was, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> y'all. So, but yeah, when I joined, I had my own civilian friends. Like, you know, I had a few very close friends. Um, but then I joined the military, and I was kind of isolated. And I was forced to create my own network of support. Like, mm-hmm. my family, I could call them when I needed something to say, hey, mom, this is what's going on. But our relationship began to strain because I felt like they didn't get me. And that's what they were ingraining in my in my head. You know, civilians are nasty. They're sloppy. They're this. They're none of the time. And so you start to spew this back at your family and your friends that are civilians. And they kind of isolate you from them. And then you're forced into this whole network of, other, you know, military culture. So then when I transitioned out the military, um, I don't want to say I didn't make any new friends, but I was, I'm always very skeptical. I always feel like, what do you want from me? You know, <laughs> right. Like, why do you want to be my friend? I don't trust your ass to begin with. Like, what are you going to do? Like, so now, like my only friends now that I make that actually stick are people that are either prior service who are married to prior service or they're still you know active duty or they work in that capacity so that they understand the culture none of my new friends have been friends that i've that i've just picked up and said oh yeah we buddies today because we get each other no all my new friends or people after service have been have had some sort of ties to the military community because it just makes it so much easier i don't have to explain to you why i need this moment of silence I don't have to explain to you why this migraine does yes. not go away. I don't have to explain to you why I had to go to the VA 50 million and one times. And I don't have to explain to you all my disability acronyms 50 million and one times. You just understand that things happen. That's it. Give me my space. People move and holler at me in two weeks and it's over. Right. right. You know? Oh, yes. And so I've never made that connection with us. Like, I love the people around me and I love kids uh, you know my kids and their parents of their friends but I feel like sometimes if we can't make the connection we don't get each other like PTA means I be trying I try <laughs> I tried a few times I raised my hand I'd be like I really think that's not gonna work if we create a standard order procedure they go, right now. we need order <laughs> and they're like no we're just gonna figure it out and I'm like man I'm not a part of this I can't be a part of this I'm jumping ship I don't. I cannot. I will not. Shall not. And you won't catch me like that. <laughs> you done gave up. <laughs> yes. Yes. So it's like it's it's hard because you're still trying to adapt even all these years later because you're like, no, it's not going to work like that. If you can't tell me who, what, when, where, why, how, then I don't see an outcome. I need to know what you're doing, how you're doing it, and what do you think the outcome of this is going to be. I need some process of elimination. 
I need to know what your goals are before we even start talking. Oh, we'll see when we get there. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. <laughs> no, it will not be fine. Yes, like, Carmen, I, that's, that's my whole thing, that right there, because I just feel like when you come from such order and such structure, that whole not having, no, I'm so used, I was used of people telling me how to do it, when to do it, and the proper way to do it. So when you come in, y'all just don't get it. Like, how don't you get it? Like, it's, it's too easy, soldier. It's too easy. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Oh, my God. That's so funny. It made, okay, it made sense as to why things were the way they were. Because, like, to have somebody, like, constantly over you, over you, over you, it's just like, come on, I'm grown. I know what to do. I know, like, I can do this. But when you get home and you're used to that, you can see how much of your life would be in such chaos without their order. So, in a sense, I thank you for that. What are some of the characteristics that you wish some of your military friends had that your civilian friends had, if that makes sense? Like, what are some of the things that, okay, like, I'm civilian, right? What are some of the attributes that I have that you wish someone that's in the military had? Availability. Mm. Yeah. Boom. Well, damn. <laughs> Flexibility. Yes. Because I'm in the military and I don't have a lot of availability. And I see that. And now I recognize, you know, <laughs> I'm recognizing it a lot more nowadays. But but that also helps with weaning out the people. Like, you know what I mean? Ooh. That weans out, out a lot of people. It weans out a lot of people. A lot of people. If that. they get you, then they understand you're not being this distant person for no reason. Like, I legit have a job, y'all. Mm -hmm. And my job just so happens to be 24 hours, 365. You know what I mean? Right. And if you can't understand that, then are you really my friend? Right. Yeah. Like, so I think it's the whole availability. Okay, you will wish that your uh, military friend would be more available, but also by you being prior military, you also understand why that person isn't. And if that person is, you can also understand why that person needs their time. Because, hell, I just spent 20 weeks in the field, so when I come home, just give me my me time. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though exactly. you were gone and I really needed you, I'm not just going to be up your back and up your butt as soon as you come back. Like, okay, so you still can't make time? No, because that person still needs their me time. Oh my Even gosh, thank you for saying your that. Your dire for that, your dire need for their attention is real. It's just like, damn, I get it though, so I can't mess with them. Right. But I get it. But dang, I really want to. Right. I'm going to okay. chill. Okay, perfect example. This right here. I have seen in DJ, okay, I have a two year old, DJ is eight. DJ was definitely a least. One and a half yeah, last when I saw Indy last. Yeah. So it's like I have a military friend, guys, and I'm civilian. So that availability, I got to get it when I can. I know because every time folks. I come to Houston, I'm like coming to see family. I'm not staying for long so we can never link up. Like it's crazy. Right. And to, and have to sit back excited. and watch military friends link with other friends, I just be like, well, dang, their reunion looked at fun. Well, dang. Okay, so, look, I'm getting where I fit in. It's your turn. It's your turn, girl. And I'm there. Right. So, do you guys can, well, this is for you, uh, Andy. Oh. Listen. I am. Jeez. Oh. Let me ask my little funky ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, when, you know, in the beginning, 
we all know in the beginning when you first get in the military everybody's like oh that's my friend that's my friend that's my friend everybody got all these battles when you starting one damn battle buddy and basic training you only need one that's it <laughs> right but everybody's your battle after that yes, right and then you make all these battles along the way right. however comma now that you're older mm -hmm. you've been in a little longer you moved up and rank a few times can you identify a person who is not a like true like battle right off bat like do you just stay away from them yeah most definitely what are some of the indicators that you know that that person's just they that might not mesh well with you like they might not be a good battle buddy it's usually like this the snooty all about army regulations type i'm not well-rounded been to every every single board but like when i was in italy they done been to every single board ever every warrior freaking competition and all the extracurricular army bs but they ain't never been outside of italy when germany's right there like or when a ticket to paris is 50 50 euros so for me it would be those those ones that aren't well-rounded don't know how to have a, a good time and, and balance life out like you can be successful in your career and you can be successful in your social life and you can be successful in your education so i'm an open book so if someone is staying in one book or one chapter then i can't i can't deal with them you know what i'm saying how would you describe yourself as a friend on the military side on those but you're still in because you're still there so you don't really have a yeah i just i i just try to be as supportive and positive as possible I try not to look at the negative sides. A lot of people come to me with their problems or for advice or for counsel or whatever the case may be. And I just try to remain positive and give them the best advice I can give, even though I start off goofy. Um, I am a very serious person. And I feel like I got, a, I got a little bit of wisdom. I got a little bit of wisdom. Back then, I just built the foundation of openness. So everybody I came across, I was very always, always open with and i was able to build like a lot of strong relationships and friendships with the people that i met from the military year one and two i'm still you know very i consider some of those people that i met in my life very dear friends to me and very close friends to me so maybe then like when i first started out not that i wanted a bunch of friends i didn't want a bunch of friends people annoyed me annoyed the hell out of me and i was just like look i'm trying to get through these 20 weeks you know i had a kid and i was just trying to i was trying to get through it so i could right. get to my kid right you right know? but along the way you fall into these traps of foolishness with other people and people who are around you and you kind of become your environment yeah. so the environment in which i was in when we met you know, at first it was like, oh, snaps, here's the newbies, they're locked down. But once you started phasing up and getting that freedom, it was like girls going wild. It was crazy. Like, I was like, what the heck is going on in this place? Mm -hmm. um, and that actually showed my friend, you know, who my friends really were at that time. Right. Like, some of those people that, you know, I was helping out or you know, um, meeting up with and going to parties with are still my friends now. But the people in between who were just like, oh, can I catch a ride with you? Or, oh, give me a call because we're trying to go shopping and whatever. Mm -hmm. Those little throwaway type relationships, they're not my friends. Like, I might see them right now and then they might be my friends on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, something. I don't know. 
I only see it maybe if they post a kid, if they have kids, or if they post a selfie or something. Right. Um, so I don't know what's going on with them. Like, I'm not engaged with them. And, like, I just feel like I might hit a like, but I might not comment. Right. You know, I see you, um, and, you know. Y'all cute. Y'all, you know, <laughs> keep it moving. You know, we came from the same place. You understand me. You know, if you ever needed somebody to talk to or you need to help with resources, I got you. But, like, some of my other friends, there's more that I would do for them. Like, I would, like, give plasma for you, Jojo. I'd be like, <laughs> really? I'm going to sell my blood. I'm going to sell my blood so you can pay your water bill or something. You know, like, I would do that type of stuff for you. But, like, some people, I'd just be like, oh, damn. Well, if you call Catholic Charities. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, you don't, there's just certain people you won't put yourself on the line for. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that that person that you met was probably a very lost and confused soul. Like, I was so lost. I could I tell, so girl. It was okay. Don't be telling the people you could tell. Oh, oh my, my bad. God. <laughs> no, it but no, like, I was just like, what's up? What's down? What's going on with my personal life? I was trying to figure that out. I was trying to figure out the military thing. I was trying to figure out how the hell am I going to get my kid back, you know, um, to live with me because I was in AIT and there was nothing else that I could possibly do to get him closer to me. It was just, it was a whole lot going on and it really tested me as an individual, but it poured into my friendships because I then had to lean on to other people and talk to them. So like my room was crazy as hell, crazy as hell. We had Arroyo who lived above me. Uh, Celine who lived across from me Irina who lived over there across from me then you had like Chisley and Bear and what's the other girl name I can't even remember her name however common there was a bunch of us in the room right and we fought like cats and dogs the ones who slept closest to me I have no problem doing anything for, for. And the ones in whoever was in my room had no problem helping them but there are some that are closer to me and I hold closer and nearer and dearer to my heart and it's because we had those extra communications and no extra connections. I mean, I was room commander. Remember that? Oh, my God. We used to do some of the craziest stuff. <laughs> and those are the things that I laugh about when I think about female friendships. And I think about um, people, you know, saying they're just like women are very catty with each other and dragging each other on social media. It's like well, I, were none of that. Those, those broads got on my nerves sometimes. I could never imagine talking about any of them in that capacity or dragging them like that. Like, I just, I couldn't do it. Like, even some people done me wrong or didn't take the time to understand situations that were nasty to me, I wouldn't do that to them. Like, I just feel like there's a level of respect. And I'm not sure if that's something I picked up from the military, like it was a hidden type of. Uh, well, it's part of the army values, you know. Respect. I mean, I, yeah, I guess I guess it is. Find out what it means. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> we got Gary Lee on the phone with no problem. There's the there's a reason why, and that's because our connection went deeper than just a hey girl, hey, or you know, we served together, or we were in the same room together. Hell, you. you you were, like, my bed was occupied by you when I was not in my room. Like, I really thought that you thought yeah, that your yeah, room was. was my room. Like, it I was like, what is this? <laughs> my room? What is this? So, I mean, it was like a big family. And that, I feel like that's what's missing from a lot of friendships. Yeah. Period, the end. You know, um, 
that sense of family and understanding that when things go wrong, you don't have to go and whisper to the next person and shout out the other person's flaws. Talk to the person. Tell them what you don't like. This is what's going on. If a person can't talk to you about their problems, that means they don't trust you. If they don't trust you, there's an issue in their right. friendship. And you need to figure out what that is. Why doesn't this person trust me? Or if the relationship is worth even keeping. But never should you ever, ever drag another person or talk badly about another person. Or make another person feel lower than low because that's how you feel about them. Or because you want somebody to be on your side to see your point of view. Like, that's never okay. And it's never the answer. And I feel like that's what the military taught me about being a friend. You just dropped a jewel. That. For the young. For the millennial veterans. I know. And millennials in <laughs> the building. You just dropped a jewel. <laughs> Dropping little gems across. <laughs> but yeah, just, you know, you want to make sure that you're being good to people, even when you don't have to be. Like, what has the military taught you about being a friend? Oh, it has taught me that um, distance can make or break a friendship or, um, you can lose trust in a friendship when it comes to that that lack of support when you are away. And so uh, while I still have my friends that I you know, care about have done that to me, I've found deeper understanding for them and what kind of friend they are. And I accept that. So it's taught me to accept things that I may not like in others, but I value other things of them. You know what I'm saying? So it taught me that you have to accept your friends' flaws and all. And even though they don't meet your standards at all times, that doesn't make them a bad friend. Oh, I had something on my... Oh, I know what it taught me. It taught me that as a veteran, that when you're friends with somebody who's still active duty and you decided to join <laughs> each other and collaborate and start a podcast, that the loyalty that you have to this friend had you doing some crazy stuff to make sure that you're in a quiet environment because y'all broke each other the podcast work. You got to go to quiet places because you're geographically separated and you got to make sure that everything goes right because you're using this one little raggedy, I'm not raggedy, sorry, we're trying to get some sponsorship. Hold up. Woo. Listen, you're using this one app to try and get your act together while you're sweating in your SUV in the driveway of your house while it's like 90 degrees outside with no AC just to make sure that you cut down on white noise during your broadcast. I I'm love that's all I'm saying. Look at you just learning and growing and blooming with grace. <laughs> In the name of friendship. <laughs> the Millennial Veteran Amen. appreciates you. <laughs> well, that's all we have today, folks, for the Millennial Veteran Podcast. Thank you, Jerry, so much for being here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course, we appreciate it so much. Make sure you guys follow her on her um social media handles we'll post them down below that's all we have for now check your battle buddy to your left and your right and your six and in front of you make sure you guys are doing the right thing at all times even when nobody's watching okay <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>